Yeah, that's probably my fault because I just started screaming to no, open the it, podcast. No, it's, 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 it's all right. So, um, well, we're live, pal. So oh, we can, are? Oh, all right. Well, cool. You can go ahead. No, so I was going to tell this story last week. Uh, last Wednesday, I went to the grocery store and I happened to be wearing my Bullet Club zip-up hoodie. Mm-hmm. I'm in line paying for, getting ready to pay for my stuff and I, I hear someone talking behind me, but I, you know, whatever. I tune everyone out when I'm in in the store because I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I hear it again. Hey, I like your shirt. So I turn around some old timer behind me. It was like, oh, I like your shirt. I'm like, thanks. And then he proceeded to go on this rant about, uh, not taking our guns away. Oh man. Oh, that's so good. I was hoping this was going to end with a second amendment. Like, oh yeah. He's goddamn liberal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly hap- that's happened is. to me before. Oh, yeah. in Bullet club stuff. Like yeah. people think it's a gun statement. Oh, I'm like, no, 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 it's pro and wrestling. It's funny. What's, there's clearly a, not a giant, but there's a pretty good sized new Japan pro wrestling logo yeah, on the back no of it. No one knows what that is. They just see the guns and they're like, whoa. America. Yep. Yeah, that's happened to me before. No one's taking my AR-15. Yeah, right. Well. <clears throat> I just was really amusing. Yeah. Dude's like 80. <laughs> it's fantastic. You should have explained it to him. Like, you should have sat him down and like, sir, um, this this isn't about your guns. I, I, this is about redefining the Japanese wrestling business. I, well, then, then that would have opened up a whole other can of worms, I'm sure. And I just want to get out of there. So, so the moral of the story is, don't wear Bullet Club merchandise out in public. Right. Hmm. That yeah. one's probably fine because there's no guns on it. Yeah, it just says uh, cease and desist, and things are blurred yeah. out. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of Bullet Club, yeah. Let's, you can hop right into it. All right. Uh, NXT last night. Uh, and the NXT roster has had uh, quite the week, uh, beginning Friday with SmackDown, and then and then uh, showing up again on Raw on Monday. And you had to figure that that somebody was gonna uh, retaliate when NXT came around last night. Yeah, someone from one of the shows had. Yeah. And so it started actually before the show. There was a. Uh, I believe it was like a Facebook Live, even like 15 minutes before the show yeah, started. I think it was, it was on some social media platform because I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I only saw the screen grab of Cole walking, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, oh, whatever. And I scrolled past it. Yeah, should have waited so, 10 seconds. You should have, because it, it's it. Yeah, it was Cole and the rest of the Undisputed Era walking backstage, mm-hmm. uh, talking about you know how they're taken over WWE. How amazing they are. And then out of out of the blue, here comes Luke Gallows, Bigfoot, right in Adam Cole's face. Yeah. And the OC proceed to take out the Undisputed Era. Uh, <laughs> uh, Luke Gallows chokeslammed the shit out of Bobby Fish yeah, to the did. table. Yep. And that um, cooler went up in the air and mm-hmm. came down on him, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then AJ goes, that's called a receipt, kids. Yeah. And then they walk off, so we're like... All right, so then NXT opens with Yossi coming through the crowd. Uh, I like that they were in street clothes, that they weren't in their gear yet, um, that they didn't show just show up to NXT in their gear. Uh, but like any good wrestler, they had their gear, gear on them for later in the night. So, okay, I'm going to address that in okay. a minute. Go All ahead. Right. Um, 
And they come out and they they rough up one of the one of the stagehands sitting next to ringside and grab a microphone and AJ's like, so this is NXT and you know it, it was a good way to get because at first people were going crazy because holy crap it's AJ Styles in the NXT arena this is awesome well then he starts crapping on NXT and it gets them a little bit not see he didn't and that like whatever go ahead I'll. Um, he did kind of, because he talked about how no one had the, like, they walked through the front door and no one had the balls to challenge him or whatever, which brought Ciampa out. Uh, and then, uh, he brought out Riddle and Keith Lee and challenged the OC to a six-man tag match, uh, later in the night. And so that's what we got. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, Champa's like, uh, you know, people have been asking me for years, when are you going up to the main roster? And he goes, well, boys, welcome to the main roster. Yeah. Which was perfect. Yeah, that was a great, that's that's exactly what NXT should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, let you continue, because I do have some thoughts on on the whole way it played out. Okay. Um, so that was pretty much it uh, for that segment. And then they go to the tag match later in the night. You're just going right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll we'll just continue for All continuity. Right. So state. the main event was um was that six man tag. Uh, it was it was good match. Uh, I think it's a law that if your wrestling name your your last name in wrestling is Anderson, you have to have a good spine buster. Because mm-hmm. Carl Anderson's spine buster is just great. Okay, um, so I want to put it. I I. And you and I were discussing this over text last night, and it's part of the reason why I wasn't as excited about this as, as I think a lot of people were. Carl Anderson is a phenomenal wrestler, mm-hmm. and they don't do anything with him in WWE. Continue. Okay, fair enough. Um, it was, you know, it was, it's one of the things that I think WWE does well on a consistent basis that people don't talk about is six-man tag matches. Um doesn't matter if it's if it's NXT, Raw, or SmackDown. For the most part, if there's a, especially if it's the, your main event of the show, if it's a six man tag match, odds are it's going to be really good. And this match was good. Uh, my only complaint, um, I guess I'll just jump right to the end. Uh, Finn comes out. Yep. Um, I can't remember if he came out first or on. No, yeah, he came out first. Um, Finn comes out. And, uh, and looks like he's helping the OC kind of just stand. So it was like, uh, he hit, which I'm glad I forgot to mention this when he, uh, when he did the turn a few weeks back. Uh, I love that he's brought back the bloody Sunday. Yep. Um, cause it looks brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit Matt Riddle with it this week. The one he hit on Johnny that the week he turned on the ramp was just gross. It was awesome. <laughs> um, so he hits Matt Riddle with the bloody Sunday on the outside AJ's in the ring, throws up the two sweets. Balor gives the the gun hands. So then Adam Cole comes through the crowd. Um, or no, uh, AJ puts is getting ready to give a Styles Clash to Ciampa. Mm-hmm. And so then Adam Cole comes through the crowd and super kicks AJ. And then gives a, a last shot to Ciampa. And then him and Balor, Adam Cole and Balor have a little face off. Well, and that's pretty much Balor standing on the ramp looking at Cole well, that's in right. the ring. There was no like face off or anything. I meant like you were looking at each other. Yeah, it wasn't like they were face to face. They were just looking at each other. Uh, 
and then that's how the show pretty much ended. Yeah. So, um, I loved all of it except for uh, it bothers me that the match ended with a non-finish. So, I liked I liked that the OC was there. I text you because I'm still not watching Raw. Um, I text you to ask, like, did the the Undisputed Era attack the OC? Mm-hmm. And you said that the only thing they did is Cole super kicked so, AJ. Right? So, yeah, I didn't, like, it was a lot to text, so I didn't really go into, um, what it was was there was the promo with Triple H and Seth in the ring where Triple H was trying to get, so there's a, there was a promo with Triple H and Seth where Triple H I'm tried sure to I'm sure that get, was thrilling. It was, it was good. Yeah, I bet um, it was. Where Triple H is basically trying to recruit Seth back to NXT. I, I, I'm I guessing there was a schmaz and they crossed paths, but it wasn't like AJ was walking around and they attacked him. That's what I was getting to. There was a... So, at that promo, the Undisputed Era hopped up on the apron. And then that's when the OC came out to kind of... Not really to back up Seth because they want to back up Seth, but, you know, their turf was being invaded. Okay, so and, this is this is my problem with it. Okay, go ahead. The OC as heels and outlaws should not be stepping up to defend the brand. Three months ago, AJ Styles was on SmackDown. Or whenever they they did that stupid... The, the, the brand split before the brand split. Or whatever the rosters were all... Like, the whole idea of Bullet Club to begin with, OC, was that they're... You know, they're their own thing. I don't think that group should be the ones defending the honor of of Monday Night Raw or WWE uh, without being provoked previously. If, for whatever reason, Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era took out Gallows or, or AJ unprovoked, it would it would make a lot more sense to me. Right. I And I would have just, no matter how it happened on Raw Monday... If the OC was going to show up at at uh, the NXT zone, because mm, that's what I'm going to sure. call it now, sure, <laughs> um, they lay out the undisputed era and leave. That makes more sense to me. And then you can bring in another invasion of Raw or SmackDown people and have a six man against that other set. Mm-hmm. And then the OC can come out later at the night. Again, and you can still do all the stuff with Balor kind of nodding toward Bullet Club and all that. But I, the idea that a a heel faction is going to step up to, to defend the honor just kills it for me. And I think that from what I've seen, I think they've done a really good job on this NXT invasion so far. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. I mean... And, and as I text you last night, especially with the OC, like... They might as well call that group AJ and Friends. You know, it's Guns and Roses when without Slash and Duff. Or, you know, it, it's AJ Styles and a couple of nobodies because Gallows and Anderson, I don't care what title they put on them, they haven't been made to be anything special since they debuted three and a half, four years ago. They've never been like a serious, um, legitimate top tier, like on equal footing with AJ or any other tag teams in the company for any sustained period of time. And if you go back and look at Bullet Club, when Bullet Club was hot, it wasn't like Bullet Club's hot because AJ Styles is the man. It's They had an entire faction of mm-hmm. guys that mattered, and they, they haven't done that with these guys. So I'm sorry if I don't get excited by the OC showing up at NXT because Gallows and Anderson aren't anything special. Like, they'd have been better off bringing 
AJ Styles and and two other mid tier upper card guys to to go after the NXT. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, I see your point. I guess for me, I I I, I look at it more from uh, the value I place on Gallows and Anderson as opposed to the value that WWE has presented them at. But see, I don't understand how you can have any value of those guys. It's anything significant significant because they haven't been presented as anything because they're guys i like i mean that's i mean that's what fair, it is fair enough i guess but they're, they're guys i like and like i've been wanting to see uh ever, especially ever since like when the oc like first uh reformed earlier this year there was some twitter back and forth between aj and adam cole this is like this is the matchup i've been wanting to see sure for no, no, and, and and that I get, but especially last time with the promo, Gallows and Anderson don't say anything. They just stand there. And if you know anything about Carl Anderson, dude can talk. For whatever reason, they don't let him talk, and they let AJ, who isn't a great talker, that promo last night wasn't, it was fine, but it wasn't anything like, it was to say, so this is NXT, so let me get this straight, so let me tell you, like, it's the same, mm-hmm. it's what AJ does. Right. Anderson should be the one running his mouth for that group, in my opinion. And AJ can do his thing too, but mm-hmm. they're just kind of background noise in my like the way I see them. Mm-hmm. And as a comparison's sake, like uh, Fish and O'Reilly feel like they are on equal level with Cole and Strong. They're all kind of mixed in together. See, and I don't... Cole comes out to help Fish and O'Reilly all the time, mm-hmm. just like they come out to help him. Fish and O'Reilly get main event time week, not week after week, but every couple weeks. Mm-hmm. They're in, they're the feature part of the show, mm-hmm. as it should be. Right. If you want them to feel important, they have to feel they have to get those spots. And Gallows and Anderson just don't get that. Um, and I think they're clearly hinting toward an OC undisputed era feud. I I don't know um, when it's going to happen, but I would be surprised if Gargano joins the um Champa Riddle Lee group and Balor joins the OC and you get a three team war games match. Maybe. I think that's I th- what they were hit they were angling toward last night. Maybe. Um, Otherwise it makes no sense for them to do that. It doesn't it doesn't do anything to help uh NXT after Survivor series. Yeah. No, they could I mean they could they could do that. I I think uh, because they need to flesh that card out more. I think Balor and, and uh, Gargano had, are heading for a singles match at that at that show. Because other than the two war, you've got basically you've got all your champions tied up in the war games matches. So you need a, one or you know traditionally there's five matches on a takeover. So you need like three other matches. They could find them. They could. But I'm just, I'm just saying to, yeah. but that's, you know. I mean, you can throw a UK title match on there. You could. You can throw a, 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 an underneath women's match on there. Mm-hmm. You you can throw a tag team match. Like, they have mm-hmm. plenty of options to choose from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just have to figure out what, what yeah. to do there. Um, other than that, from reading the recap, it seemed like they, they really kind of, they pushed forward the, uh, the women's war games match. And the rest of the night seemed just kind of like... Um, your standard, like a good card, but nothing like. It was clear that that the OC being there was kind of mm-hmm. the focal point of the it, night. It was. Um, 
As it should be, because they're trying mm-hmm. to build all three of these shows. But they, they, they're they still uh, giving due attention to some of the underneath storylines as <laughs> Which well. Which is what they should. The, 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 the Pete Dunn-Damian uh, Priest match. Um, you know, I, I liked that the... It was an okay match. It wasn't anything spectacular. It was a fine match, but... I saw it on TV a few weeks ago. I saw it live in Seattle. Right. Like I've seen it enough right. recently. Where I'm like, I, I'm I over did this. like the 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 turnabout is fair play where yeah. where Pete Dunn got got, got yeah. the low blow in, yeah. um, and then the 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 finger snap right into the armbar was a, was fantastic, and then Killian Dane comes out and attacks Pete Dunn and Damian Priest. So might be some sort of triple threat at take you know as another one of your underneath matches at or takeover. Bait can get in there for a four way. Yeah, Bait's so, looming around. Yeah, something like that. So, like I said, for for an underneath angle, I think it is it, it uh, well done. Um, yeah, Timothy Well and Mike done. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we'll skip. I'll skip uh, skip the Tyanera Conti match because that really didn't. That's more just building her. You know as an underneath women's talent. Um, Shayna versus Dakota Kai, I thought was a really good match. Um, yeah, it was really good when I saw it in Seattle a couple weeks ago. God dang. <laughs> you are such a dick. Um, so, uh, Kai put up a good fight. You know, she she proved that she was not no, no longer scared of Shayna uh, like she was before her injury, but still couldn't, overcome uh Shayna like the way Shayna gets into the Carafuta clutch sometimes is um just beautiful she's awesome the way she I can't even describe how she did it last last night but the way she got into it was just fantastic I when she first came along I was like wow she's like I liked the character Mm -hmm. I'm starting to just love everything about Mm -hmm. her now the personality her work in the ring Mm -hmm. she's she's fantastic um so I like low key I I really want Bailey to pull up lame with like an injury the week before the match and they just go Baylor or Baszler and Becky oh dude that's all I want like um I know you didn't watch Raw. I heard about it. Though, Did you wa- see it? I didn't watch it. But Go I out of your it. way and find it. No. Because it was... No. All right, fine. <laughs> Be that way. I don't even care anymore. Um, so afterwards, uh, so the other two horsewomen are out with Shayna. Mm-hmm. They didn't really get involved in the match too much. Uh, but then after the match, they come in, start beating three-on-one down on Dakota Kai. Out comes all the rest of the women who are going to be involved in the War Games match. And there's a big... Uh, the good guys are still outnumbered, and then Mia Yang comes out with a kendo stick and just wears everyone out. Like, it was impressive. Like, that kendo stick got shredded by the sure. time she was done. Um, so then, fast forward, uh, Rhea Ripley, along with uh, Candice and uh, Antigua Knox and Mia Yim and uh, Dakota Kai are backstage with Kathy Kelly. She makes her decision on who her last teammate will be and she picked me a yim you could so of course they they zoom in on dakota kai in the back and you can see the look of disappointment on her face and all that and um so my hot take prediction um shane is gonna go she's not gonna announce her last teammate Mm -hmm. um because like the the uh the sensical thing would be like oh she'll pick one of the horsewomen 
It's going to end up being Dakota Kai. It's going to be her last teammate. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a surprise that night, I right. think. Maybe. Which I think would it would be a nice twist. Sure. So. Um, oh, uh, Tony Nese and Angel Garza had a really good match. It's kind of weird because, like, Garza had already won a number one contenders match a couple weeks ago um, against Jack Gallagher, and then... So I thought he was just having a match and like, no, it's Yeah, it's like one. the G1 trophy. Like, ah, oh, you won the tournament, but you still have to beat people to prove <laughs> right. you're the number one contender. Right. Yeah. right. So I was like, okay, I guess. But it was um, it was good. I, I, I enjoyed it. And then him and Leo Rush are finally going to have their match next week, which I'm sure is going to be really good. Yeah. I, I like Angel Garza. Uh, I think he's going to be, um, as long as he stays on NXT, I think he's going to be a pretty good big star uh, if he gets move to any of the other two shows. Uh, if the grimy so old man gets his fingers on him, it's over. Right. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Dijakovic and Swerve Scott had a phenomenal match. Yeah, they were on their way to have a good match when I saw it in Seattle. And then... <laughs> so, when I read the recap, I was like, man, they just like... They basically did an extended version of the Seattle card I was at. Yeah. And actually, like, put people out there I wanted to see. Yeah. So, yeah, that Swerve guy, from what I could see, like, from what I saw him, he seems like he's pretty good. Yeah. And Dijakovic, like, that's a guy that if he if he got called up... He would be just fine. Maybe, unless he ended up getting the, the Drew McIntyre treatment where, like... They don't. They can't figure out a personality. He's got him. more of a chance than others. Yeah, right. His look alone. Yeah. He he looks like he fits that mm-hmm. mold. So yeah. Um. And then yeah. And then that was it. And then the main event. So that was it. Uh. Real quick. We'll we'll you alluded to it earlier. Um. Adam Cole being on SmackDown last week. Like we recorded our episode last week. Yeah. As Crown Jewel was ongoing, yeah. and then like. Three minutes after I left, you're like, oh, The Fiend won the world title. Yeah. Which is something we can get into if you want. Um, and then, like, six hours later, we're like, oh, yeah, the WWE guys are hostages. In Saudi Arabia and Vince McMahon has left the country. He got into a shouting match with the Crown Prince. All hell broke loose. That's one of the stories, yes. The end of the day, though, Adam Cole got his, his big, like, your wrestling boner must have been through the Dude, roof last so- week. so... So I went, uh, I took my wife to a movie Friday night. Because I'm like, alright. We talked about it. Like Smackdown Smack, sucks. Smackdown is going to probably not be very good because there's going to be a bunch of guys on jet lag having matches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like like uh, Corbin and Roman. Like, we've seen that a hundred times. Like, sure. Eh. Uh, I'll, I'll go take the wife to a movie and then I'll catch up, you know, when I get home or whatever. So I get out of the movie... And I'm like, well, I mean, earlier in the day, then you hear about all the travel issues, travel issues and whatnot. The plane um, problems doesn't sound like uh, the the majority of the guys are going to make it back. So then I was like, okay, well, I mean, I I texted you. I'm like, they could just have Brian and and Sami Zayn wrestle for like an hour. I mean, that would yeah, that would be be okay with me. me. Do that and throw a couple women's matches on and. Call it good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you were like, well, they could just do, like, Evolution 2. Um, or that was an idea. I, I said it was going to be, like, all... It, yeah. I said it was going to be all women in, like, one Daniel Bryan match. Yeah. And that was it. And then they're like... And then everything started happening, and I'm like, or they could call up the NXT yeah. guys. Come, Not even thinking, like, oh, they'd call them up and actually do something cool with yeah. them. Yeah. Um, 
No, that was, I mean, it was fantastic. I got home and I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm like oh, Shayna Baszler's here. She just yep. took out Bailey and Sasha Banks. Oh, Ciampa's here and he's wrestling The Miz. This is pretty cool. Oh, Adam Cole's here with, with uh, HBK and Hunter. Like, what? Yeah. That, I love that, that segment backstage. The way they did it, too, was, was it was almost like a blessing in disguise because it's clear they wanted to do something with the NXT guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they had the travel issues made it the perfect time for NXT to show up and kind of storm the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, I putting Adam Cole in there with, with Daniel Bryan, like I you wouldn't have, I would have never believed that was going to happen. Um, and then that the fact that they had like a 15, 20 minute match. It was like thirty minutes. Was it? Yeah, it, it was did. like the last half hour of the it show. It didn't feel that long no. when I watched it because no. I actually watched the show. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, man, all this crazy. It was the next day I yeah. heard all the stuff happen. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. I was texting you as I was catching up, like all caps, like Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan are wrestling for the title. Like, right. And I just like, in me being the dickhead that I am, I was immediately like, yeah, well, it's going to end in some dirtball finish. So why would I get uh, excited? <laughs> and then after the match happened, your exact text was. All caps, Adam Cole beat Brian clean, motherfucker. <laughs> so. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I was you, jacked. I can imagine how excited you were. I was jacked. And then, like, to hear uh, the the reaction Adam Cole got when he came out. Yeah. Like, in Buffalo. It's so weird, too, because the, the reaction he got on Friday in Buffalo to what he got Monday in, in Nassau Coliseum. Was like night and day, like you would have like Buffalo was just like they love them some Adam Cole. The whole I mean they're big into the Playboys in, in Buffalo. I guess uh, the the Long Island crowd I thought would have been just as and they weren't. Um, it Did was, he come out later in the night? Yeah, I mean yeah, it was the main event of the night. That's probably why. Could be. Um, they didn't seem that hot for the, for the majority of the show, hmm. and it's been like you. I, I know you know your cynical ass would be like, "Well, it's because it, it was raw." It was, like lately, they've been having some really good crowds on Monday nights, um, whether the show's been good or not. Like they've been yeah, having some decent. I've crowds. also seen some people say that they're turning up the mics on the crowd, well, maybe, which they should have been doing all along. If right. that's like. It, not to not to sidetrack too much, but that's one thing you have to give AEW credit for is mm-hmm. their crowds are super hot. Yeah, oh yeah, and they make stuff. The crowd makes stuff feel important. Mm-hmm. So totally. Uh, but yeah, I mean the you know the boom, the baby, everything, and then yeah, they just went out and wrestled for a half an hour, uh, and it was just. I mean, again, you're going to punch me in the face because you've been preaching it for fifteen years almost, but like. Daniel Bryan is, he's, he might, like, I know there's a lot, you know, Kenny Omega, you know, AJ, he might be the best wrestler in the world. I, I, <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, it, it's, it's debatable because he doesn't wrestle enough. Mm-hmm. But when he's in there and he's in there with the right, not even the right guy, if he's just in there with some time mm-hmm. and the guy he's working with is halfway competent. Right. It's, it's just yeah. good. It's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but if you get him in there with a guy like you know, he can he can make a match with with a, a guy like Eric Rowan passable. 
But then you put him in there with a guy like Cole, it's like, whoa. It's art. It yeah. becomes a masterpiece, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was surprised he took the uh, Panama Sunrise and... Uh, All the risk is on the, the guy giving the move. Because he's just landing on his ass. Right. So... Uh, but yeah, no, the SmackDown was was uh, was lit, as the kids say. But uh, but yeah, no. So I'm, you know, I was, I, I think adding NXT to the Survivor Series um, gives it the um, a breath of fresh air that it needed because, especially when you just come off the draft like three weeks, you know, a month ago, uh, the whole idea of it just being Raw for SmackDown against each other like you said earlier um you know these guys some of these guys have only been like associated with the like charlotte she's been on raw for like five weeks well, and, the, and the whole idea that like oh yeah I, i'm on the raw brand now mm-hmm. so i've completely ignored my history with nxt mm-hmm. like it doesn't make any sense no um from that aspect it but if it but if you introduce it as this is the new crop that's mm-hmm. like has an issue with the people on the main roster and goes after them, then you've got something to talk about. And I don't know how many of the tweets you saw after the show Friday from from some of the former NXT people. Um, they're like, you know, yeah, like, I think it was Alexa, Alexa was one of them. And she's like, yeah, it's all well and good. Enjoy it now, because eventually he, meaning Triple H, will turn on you, you right. know... Like he did all of us or something like that, right? So if you're... well, there's a, there's enough like Alexa is a prime example. She was a nothing in NXT. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a nothing, mm-hmm. but she came to the main roster and was way right. better than she ever was mm-hmm. in NXT. So like, it would make sense. Now the four horsewomen, I think that would be an interesting mm-hmm. like dynamic they they could have played off, but they're right. they're going a different way, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um. But having the NXT guys show up, it also makes NXT more desirable. Mm-hmm. And since they are getting crushed by AEW thus far, mm-hmm. I understand why they're they're trying to yeah. make NXT not feel like the underneath. I'm anxious to see what the rating is this week. Whether the, the invasion helped out I doubt it. NXT at all. I doubt it because that, that AEW show, and we're going to get into it in a second, that AEW show last night was fire, I thought, and... It was to go home before their first pay-per-view since the TV show started. I I think, you know, I don't know. And it like we talked about before, I, the ratings don't really matter. No. I'm more concerned of, were they good shows? And NXT mm-hmm. was a good show last night. I thought AEW was way better than it was last week. It was definitely better than it was last week. I think they definitely had the two best segments of the night. Yeah. But the rest of the show was, it was solid. Yeah, I'll it, go with it was a it was a go home show, which um, is what it should be. You don't want it like we'll we'll get into yeah. that. But um, go ahead. And take do you want to touch on anything else WWE? Because once we end there, once we're done with WWE, it's all AEW because we got a big card to discuss this week and last night. Yeah. Um. No. Um. You don't want to talk about the Fiend? Then putting the belt on the Fiend. I, I I'm happy. Um, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do with it. Well, what I thought they were going to do with it, which seemed like was, okay, well, I can understand why they do that. The Fiend versus Brock Lesnar. Well, now we're going to get Brock versus Ray Ray. Mm-hmm. Awesome. They've done a good job of building that, though. No, wait. 
what what could realistically happen in that match? If that match isn't Brock just throwing Ray all over the arena, mm-hmm. there's It'll go, I'm gonna be bored. Because he's not gonna win. Like, well, no, he's not gonna win. He's not gonna win. So you already know that that any sort of added drama. Is it's not like when Finn challenged him at the Rumble a couple years ago, and it was like, well, Finn was the first Universal Champion. He's proven he can beat big guys. Maybe they'll they'll do it, whatever. Because Brock's contract was mm-hmm. running up. Brock is there's no contract issue. Right. Um. He's not messing around with Velasquez anymore because Velasquez's knee is all jacked up. Yeah. They're not gonna have him lose to Rey Mysterio Jr. Or Rey Mysterio when mm-hmm. he just got the belt back. Right. So the only other plausible thing to me is he just ragdolls Ray for like six, seven minutes, and then someone comes out to save Ray. And and maybe. I, I think Ray's I think Ray's one of those guys where Brock is gonna have enough respect for him that they'll go on and put a match the same uh Probably not exactly the same caliber, but but closer to the matches he had with AJ and Brian, I think. Uh, I I don't think so. Because three months ago, they were doing a a Rey Mysterio is going to retire because he doesn't have it anymore storyline. Like, if you follow the character arc of Rey Mysterio over the last few months, there's there's no reason to believe like he's going to go out there and and beat Brock. You know what I want to see? I want to see Brock Lesnar stand on the apron. Or no, stand on the other side of the ropes, uh, aside from the apron, and just overhead, belly-to-belly, throw Ray through the ringside announce table. They do that, anything else they do, I'll be fine with. Other than that, I I just don't, like, it's a waste. Especially when this is the only time of the year that the two brands show cross. Mm Mm-hmm. Why apparently Brock is on Raw now, right? Yeah. Okay, and Ray is a Raw superstar, correct? Mm-hmm. Why would you have a Universal Title match with two Raw competitors? Like, I just feel like you're wasting an opportunity. They to are, do the tie-in, but at the same time, um, I don't like. I don't think Fiend versus Brock is a match they want to do right away. And also, if they like, I don't think. Like, the triple threat with the women makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the triple threat with the tag teams makes sense. As much as I love Adam Cole, putting him in a triple threat with the Brock with Brock and the no, Fiend... No, I agree. ...would I, be disastrous. This is what I'm saying. The Fiend and Brock would be... It would be yeah. a, a marquee, like, holy shit, what's going to happen there sort of mentality. Mm-hmm. And, and you can do another BS finish if you want with that, or you could just have Brock beat the Fiend, and, you know, he's the... He's, the beast like how do you conquer mm-hmm. the fiend you bring in a beast or yeah. or vice versa you know mm-hmm. so uh and the fiend winning the title we've talked about it at length i i think it was a terrible idea i don't know what you do with with him from here um he's gonna have to lose the belt at some point in some sort of multi-man match so i would imagine whenever they announce their first triple threat whatever mm-hmm. that'll be where he drops the belt because i don't mm-hmm. see the fiend going to wrestlemania as champion mm-hmm. so um oh one other thing real quick um i watched the first official episode of the backstage show uh i liked it i thought it was good you were one of the forty-six thousand people that watched it mm-hmm. i didn't watch it live i watched it the next day fantastic um no it was good i liked it mm-hmm. uh renee's an awesome host um, you know, Booker's Booker, 
But and I like that they've got they've got Christian and Paige on there too. So sure. No, I I thought it was good. That's fine. They the only way I was gonna watch is if Phil got the job and he didn't. So and it, it appears no one else watched it. I gotta tell you. Every time these ratings come out for all these WWE things mm-hmm. and they're lower and lower than the week before, my heart is just warmed. I love it so much. I know. I know. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. So, you didn't see you didn't think AEW was that great of a show last night. You liked two segments. I No, it's not that it's not that those two segments were all I liked. It's just I don't know. There's just things, and they're nitpicky things, admittedly. Um, but I don't know. It's just stuff that a month in, you know, a month and a half in, whatever we are now, like I'm, I'm having less and less patience for. Um, that's not even the right way to put it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like in, like, because of the last week with all the NXT stuff going on. Like yeah. maybe I'm just super like pro NXT. Um, and so I'm looking at it through a, through a clouded lens, maybe mm-hmm. pro- probably, but I don't know. There's, we'll get into it. I, I thought it was a, I, compared to last week. I mean, last week I, I didn't like the show at mm-hmm. all. And I, I'm sure I could nitpick a couple things about, uh, about last night, but for the most part, I thought it was a go home show. So I wasn't expecting like marquee matchups. I mm-hmm. wasn't expecting anything super over the top. Uh, but they still delivered a show that, like, I was entertained segment to segment through, mm-hmm. except for the women's tag match, again, because right. I, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought um, Pac uh, coming out and, and talking, you know, winning his match, and then talking about, uh, well, for, I like that they had Beretta in a one-on-one match that he wasn't just being used as, as a straight single or as a tag competitor because mm-hmm. he's a guy that if you've seen him work singles he's actually a really good wrestler um i thought it was it did a lot to kind of prove that he's more than just being part of a trio um but i like Pac at the end getting on and kind of putting some stakes of like this is the rubber match with you and me page and i'm i'm coming to, to take my spot um i really liked uh considering all things considered that they didn't do the tag title tournament final at the pay-per-view. Um, if they're going to do the SCU Lucha brothers, they added a third team. So it's a little, um, a little different. Well, I still don't like the way they've handled that whole thing. Well, let's slow down a little bit. Um, the, the first match, Pac first trend. It was, it was a good match. Uh, I'm the opposite of you. Like, it's not so much that I, I don't think they should have given Trent a singles match. Um, but if, if, if Pac is a top level guy and Trent is primarily a tag wrestler in a mid-level tag team, mm-hmm. which is what he has been. I mean, that's what they, that's what the best friends are right now is a mid-level, t- like they shouldn't have gone almost 15, like Pac should have beat him in less than 10 minutes. I see. I don't think so. I think, and I think that's, that's WWE programming that they've done for 15 years now where like. If you're in a tag, you've suddenly lost the ability to wrestle a singles. They do this all the time with guys. And I I don't think Trent looked like he was ever going to beat Pac. There was no point where I was like, oh man, I think he's actually going to win. But it showed that he's got some fire and he's got some he's got something more to him than just being the guy that hugs his friend in the middle of the ring and does a couple fancy double team moves. 
I guess. But, I mean, I, I guess I look at it like if he's going to hang that long with a top guy like Pac, why is he in a tag team? Why wouldn't he just be a singles wrestler then? Because he likes tagging with his best friend. <laughs> Boom. Problem solved. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought the Orange Cassidy spot was the best part of the match. Yeah, um, it was great. That was fantastic. Uh, when he Pac kicked his face off, it was great. Um, and then, but the, the ending. Was oh yeah, they botched it. Well, the terrible. referee botched the ending. Yeah. The, re- the, the, the wrestlers didn't do anything wrong. The no. referee botched that ending. Um, and I don't remember, like, it's been so long since he was like, I, I'm trying to think back to his WWE run. Did the red arrow take that long to, to execute? And, Cause it's like, it seems to take forever for him to climb to the top rope, get his footing and actually perform the move. I, yeah, I mean, I wonder if that's more of a, a psychological, like, he doesn't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think subtly they were hinting toward last night. It's like, oh, he didn't, going to your point, Beretta gave him more of a match than he thought he was going to. He had mm-hmm. to break out a move he doesn't use it. Because remember, he mm-hmm. went, I don't know if you were following his indie stuff, but, like, he wasn't doing that move. No, okay. He was like, I'm not, like, I'm not your high-flying spot monkey anymore. Mm-hmm. So he only pulled that move out when it when he needed it the most. I just I've seen him pull it out a couple times already in yeah. AEW, and it both each time it's been like it like you could make a sand like Trent could have made a sandwich and ate it by the time he got up there and actually came down. Sure, move. that's that's fair. again nitpicky thing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the referee screwing up at the end there. There's there's no excuse for that mm-hmm. um, because any. You know, if you if you know any inside baseball, the referees are always taught mm-hmm. to count the three. Yeah. So and, yeah. and Beretta made no attempt to kick no, out. None at he, all. Yeah. So yeah. And I I think you could kind of see the frustration on his face too because he had to take a submission loss. Yeah. And and AEW has been like submission losses mean a big like yeah. they they're a big deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's that sucks for him. But um, circling back to the tag stuff, mm-hmm. I like that they put Private Party in there. Um, see that to me, that should just be a, a two on, that should just be SCU versus private party. They should, it should have just been the tag match to determine the tag champions should just, should have just been at the paper. That too. Uh, but as soon but once you decided not to do that, um, Lucha Brothers lost in the finals. So why should they get a title match I agree. right away again? Uh, this will be the, you know, we talk about, talked about it with the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. This will be the third time now that we've seen SCU and the Lucha Brothers wrestle. Because they wrestled at Fight for the Fallen. Yep. Um, wasn't Daniels in that match? No. No, it was Kazarian and Scorpio okay. in that match. Hmm, fair um, enough. That said, <laughs> uh, 24 ounces of vodka cranberry is the greatest combined weight announcement ever. <laughs> love it. Yeah. I love Private Party. Dark Order, ugh. Like, I, I, th- just, I, I think everyone is, is just like, they they, they didn't do a f- an effective job of, of explaining what and why they are the way they are, mm-hmm. and now they're just there. Stu Grayson does a lot of really cool moves. He does, but at the same time, they both are just, like, a couple things are just slow. Like, yeah. it's just, like, again, waiting on things to, to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, they're just not doing it for me. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to be the first. And I was scared to death that they were going to win that match. I, I, it was private party because there's there's been so much buzz around those guys. And, and um, I think it's going to do them a lot of good to be in the ring with two established tag teams mm-hmm. like SCU and the Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know I don't know where Dark Order goes from here. If, you, if you're ranking the tag teams in AEW, they're like 
there's everyone else at the top in Dark Order is just I, I it's not. them and, and uh, uh, Hybrid 2 or whatever. See, I like them. I, I like I, them too, but as far as how they've been presented, like... Oh yeah, sure, sure. Um, As as kind of the, the resident jobber tag team. But yeah, as far as like... You the know, Brandon Cutler of the tag division, if you will. I thought he'd had a really good performance he, this week. He did, but as soon as he came out, you're like, well, he's losing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we got to talk about the two best segments of the of the show. Okay, is, is that what we're going to finish with? Because while well, we've got Brandon Cutler, uh, also, um, so when again, much better showing than his match against MJF on the first episode. The match he had last night with Sean Spears. Yeah. Um. Again, he's got to cut it out with the ten stuff. Like, it doesn't is not doing him any favors to yeah. constantly be doing that again. But anyways. Um, if you're going to set up angles on AEW Dark, that's fine. If you're going to continue those angles and talk about those angles on Dynamite, you have to at least give us a highlight package of... No. Yeah. No. No. Because now... They, they've ju- they have said repeatedly, AEW Dark is not a supplemental show. It is part of AEW. If you want to pay attention to what's going on, you need to watch AEW Dark. They can't. They couldn't get three hours on network TV. They couldn't. So they they did two, and now they're doing a one hour show every week. Like you don't you don't need to see everything um, when it's just straight. Like they were pretty clear last night of of what happened. Like Sean Spears and and Tully got into it with Joey Janela backstage. He tried to rip a tongue out. That was it. Like, that was, they explained to you what happened. It doesn't have to be one of the three-minute WWE packages. I'm, I'm not asking it for it to be three minutes. Well, they, they they explained what happened before the match last night. Okay. You just said they, they needed to give I, I I want a visual aid. Oh, Jesus That would have been like if anything. They didn't have a visual aid. They showed the video of him trying to pull his tongue out with pliers. I can't believe that's a real sentence I just said. <laughs> That would have been like NXT coming on the air last night and being like, hey, the OC attacked the uh, Undisputed Era backstage before the show and then not show... Like, they showed the footage. AEW showed... Did you skip it? Did you miss it? On the show last night? They showed They showed the backstage segment of, of uh, Spears attacking him with the pliers and trying to pull his tongue out. They literally showed it. I, I Then I apologize. I missed it. And you will tweet Mr. Rhodes right now... Uh, your apology for criticizing it because they actually showed that last okay, time. Okay, then I, then I apologize. Okay. I did... Was that one of the things they showed during commercial break? Because if it was, then I skipped it. It might have been coming right out of a commercial break. Okay. No, I, you know what? I want to say they showed it after he made he started making his entrance. Okay. I think he made it, they did the thing on the stage where he comes out, mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason, Tully comes out after mm-hmm. him, um, and I'm pretty sure they showed it there. Okay. And then I, must, I must have just fast-forwarded, okay, my apologies. Because I can tell you, I didn't watch AEW Dark last week, and from last week, and I, I definitely seen that footage. Okay. And uh, it was last night. Then never mind. Okay. Okay. Um, that being said. Two best segments of the night. Oh, uh, well. Okay. Uh, Sean Spears is another one that's already kind of died on mm-hmm. the vine for me. Yeah. Um, 
But you got to have guys like that around because yeah, you, no, especially totally. if you're going to do the win loss records mm-hmm. matter and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been on the Cody bandwagon for a long time. Last night was the first time I was like, "Holy shit, there it is! I get it." Like, he and you can tell me if there's someone else that comes to mind. He's the best baby face in the business right now. Or he's the biggest baby face in the business right now. So uh, I I do wonder if that's because he's started. Like, I'm not a big Cody guy. I've said this to you. Mm -hmm. I've said it on the air. Um, If and when they come to Detroit, I will cheer my heart out for Cody because he's been the catalyst for this paradigm shift in professional. The the out-of-ring stuff absolutely has a lot to do with it. I, I think Absolutely. I think that's it. I don't think there's anything yeah. else. I don't because look, when Cody Rhodes left WWE, mm-hmm. nobody was like, "Oh man, I can't wait to follow." Like the 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 vast majority of the audience was not I have my hand up cuz I was. Oh oh yeah, yeah, did, did you buy the the whatever Pat Bucks company is uh where he went and wrestled pat buck on dvd did you buy that dvd no but i i bought the uh the first ring of honor pay-per-view he did specifically because he was on that show okay but ring of honor is like an established company like my point was no one was clamoring to follow when he made his list and he's like i'm wrestling kurt angle in portland maine Mm -hmm. for northeast championship wrestling or whatever company it was like people weren't flocking in droves to buy those dvds all right i didn't buy the dvd i found it on youtube and watched it okay but if you're not willing to pull your your money out to pay for it that's my point like i'll watch almost any wrestling match if it's free and i have any sort of interest in it right but that's how i got through wwe for a very long time i just bit torrented everything um and my point about right. Cody is this: like I've, I, I, you, I don't think he's a I'm super the exception. Over, I don't think he's a super over babyface because he's this incredible talent mm-hmm. and people have a connection with him. I think people love him because he has, like I said, he's led a re, like he's helped lead a revolution mm-hmm. in the like this all really kind of happened because of Cody. Yeah, if Cody doesn't call out Uncle Dave mm-hmm. and say. I'll take your bet. We'll find a ten thousand seat arena and do it. Well, if, if, I don't know that all this happens. If he doesn't have the the the, the guts and and the belief in himself to to want to get out of his WWE contract, like to sure. leave WWE, all of that. Because that's, I mean, if without that, nothing else, Matt, like the whole, none of the rest happens. Like, sure. So, but I think that's why he's a babyface. Mm-hmm. But last night, that promo was. Um, that was it. Mo- like I got goosebumps watching it. I was like, "Holy mm-hmm. shit!" Like he just killed it. Mm-hmm. Everything about it, you know, the 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 pointing out that Jericho is is a silver spoon. Um, everything handed to him his entire life. I don't in Jericho's thirty years. I don't remember anyone pointing that out. Hey, do you? No. I don't. I don't ever remember everyone anyone being like, "You're." you're stuck up and you've had everything handed to you your entire mm-hmm. life because your dad was a famous hockey player. So, calling him a dick. Oh, stupid dick. I loved it. I popped so hard when he called him a, you stupid dick. I'm like, <laughs> boom. Fantastic. Uh, just getting in, like, the the like the like emotion. Like, you, I, I said it on Twitter last night. That promo, um, I'm not comparing it to the pipe bomb, right. but that promo last night is the difference between someone... Um, being told how to feel 
and a performer feeling it in their soul mm-hmm. and just pulling that out mm-hmm. and being and and even the rock got on yeah. Twitter and was like that. dude you killed it yeah. like everything about that was fantastic mm-hmm. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it it yeah. was it was a, a, a phenomenal promo mm-hmm. I love that he came out and addressed the Bill Watts and the Eddie Grahams and all even his mm-hmm. dad like they're legends in the industry uh, but they all had the the mm-hmm. pen so to speak and he's like if I don't win I'm never challenging for the AEW title. I don't think he's going to win. And I think it sets up for a wonderful storyline down the road where he backs his way into a title shot and people get excited for it. I'll get into that more uh, when we go through the full year card because I don't want uh, to take away from the promo because um, I have some thoughts about that stipulation. But but I just focus in on the promo itself. It was fantastic. And then... Um, so we don't. Oh, I was. I'll, I'll address it. We're going long today, folks. No, I know. I just. I. I know it only gives you an. Yeah, hour. I know. Okay. All I'm right. A, I'm a professional. Okay. All right. Sorry. How dare you? Sorry. How dare I'm you? Trying to help you out. I'm good. I'm just. I, I'm just the guy who jacks his jaw. I forgot. That's that's the all I. The only responsibility I have on this show. I I didn't say that at all. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and then they, they launched into whatever the hell that video was about Chris Jericho. It Dude, was Chris Jericho spoofing the Cody video I, from a few weeks ago. I know, ago. it's just, it's... It was, like, as good as that Cody promo was, <laughs> Jericho. and then you fast forward 20 minutes later or whatever it was, and that, that Jericho video was the funniest thing i've seen on wrestling tv and i don't know how long it was spectacular um, we, I, I, i'm gonna say it every week we don't deserve chris jericho dude he's uh uh because i took notes while i was watching the show because I, I i there was a lot i wanted to keep track of um he is the god damn goat uh, period I'm, I'm, I'm starting to believe it period he Virgil, <laughs> Virgil playing the DDP role but, was fantastic. But Virgil, like leaning into the, he's like the Olive Garden breadsticks. Yes. Holy shit! Yes. If you can get me some meat sauce talk on wrestling, I'm in. Give me all. Give me it all. And just from the jump, when 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 Sammy comes up to him with the with the, the, the bottles of champagne, and like again, just like the Cody video with Brand where it was Brandy, yeah. and he's kind of tuning her out, yeah, and he goes like, yeah, sounds good, and gets up and gives her a kiss on the forehead, and he does the exact same thing to Sammy. Right. I'm like, oh my god. The so it wasn't even a Jericho line, but when Sammy's like, he's the youngest AEW champion yes. in history. Yes. <laughs> Um, like I had to pause the show. I was laughing. So Jake much. Hager just standing there, just staring, and staring into this, not, not nothing, not saying a word. Right, like perfect. It's well, and then the like the visual of him like sitting in the bathtub smoking the cigar, <laughs> sipping the bubbly. Oh, oh, so good. He's the best. And then I don't know. Did you see the um, when they went to commercial? Before the main event started, have you seen the clip of the Fight TV feed? Uh-uh. Where he's he's yelling at the crowd. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but when they came back, the crowd was screaming at him. Mm-hmm. So the clip that I saw was him saying stupid, and then the whole crowd started yelling idiot, and he just kept like, uh, oh, I don't understand what you... And he goes, Katie Vick? Stupid Katie Vick? And you hear Jim Ross go, <laughs> like he popped JR. 
He's just he's on a level that no one else can touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just announced this week he's gonna wrestle Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like, dude's just he's. I can't fight it. Like he's mm-hmm. the greatest. He's the goat. Mm-hmm. And, and everything he does just gets a reaction out of me mm-hmm. week after week. Mm-hmm. I and and again to to just talk about like that segment last night. It led it it filled a gap of a go home show where they didn't have to put a, a big wrestling match on to make the show entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like that it was it was a shot at Cody while still trying to be a heel but also kind of the wink and the nod to the hardcore fan. Like, hardcore fans know who Virgil is. Yeah. And they know the Olive Garden gag. Yeah. But if you're just a casual, mm-hmm. and he's like, the guy's like Olive Garden breadsticks, he's, you know. Unlimited. Unlimited. Like, you're like, oh, that's a funny line. Yeah. Who's this guy? Completely yeah. unaware that, like, all he does is talk about meat sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. When, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Perfection. Perfection. Yep. Uh, and that led into the to the main event. Mm-hmm. And tag match was what it was. Again, it's a go-home show. You're not expecting the match to be that great. Yeah. I do like that, um, you know, they, they, they Jericho got the win. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's still, that Judas effect is, is getting the job done. Uh, it looked like he took Paige's head off with that last night. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but again, I like that. Pac was involved because he's got an issue yeah. with with mm-hmm. Paige and, um, you know, the whole thing with Cody coming out and the belt getting left behind was perfect. And I, I thought that's how the show was going to go off the air. And then Moxley comes yeah. out, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh no, we haven't." And they finally got Mox like Omega and Moxley haven't really touched, mm-hmm. and they gave you that little taste mm-hmm. and just another crazy brawl to end mm-hmm. the show. It was so well done. Uh, Nick jumping off something high again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and I don't, like, again, going back to Jericho, like, he hits that dive, and Jericho, like, he could have just fallen down. But he turned around and took, like, six steps to run into the cameraman mm-hmm. and knock him down and go, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, I was going to say, I'm going to watch the show no matter what. Yeah. But, like, just that, that little extra mm-hmm. of, like, this is what you're going to get on Saturday mm-hmm. night. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Totally. So. Uh, I even love uh, Shivani when, when Nick climbed to the top. He was like, well, look at Nick. <laughs> yeah, right. like, His voice yeah, cracked and yeah. everything. Have you seen the, the clip of Papa Buck watching it? No, I have. Like, it, I've, I've seen it, but I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing, Nick? And you can hear, like, Nick Jackson's mom in the background going, what's he doing? Yeah. And he dives, and she's like, oh, God, is he okay? <laughs> he's like, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. So. Uh, so that I mean that wrapped up uh, dynamite, and obviously that leads into Saturday night, Baltimore, yep. Maryland, full mm-hmm. gear. Uh, I I would say this is the actual first pay per view of AEW. Yeah, I mean it's the first one with a real build and a yeah. real like weekly mm-hmm. story. Um, yep. We're. Where do you want to start on the card here? Uh, we'll start at the bottom. Um, uh, for the buy-in, they have announced Britt Baker versus Bea Priestley. Um, they've got a little little feud going. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video. Uh, the It was like four minutes, the promo video of, of Britt Baker talking about Bea 
No, I saw some stuff on Twitter of her being like, I can literally rip your teeth out or something like that. Yeah. It was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so. See, so, so the problem I'm going to have with this match and the women's title match is until the in-ring action gets better, you're not going to get me hooked right. on story. So. Right. right. Um, and then Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully Joey gets a win. He will. I think he will. Um, Hangman versus Pac. Pac. Pac, Pac. Um, so... I, I, Pac has to win, Pac, whatever. He's always going to be Pac to me, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I think he has to win. Because it was X-Pac, not X-Pac. And it's... And, well, and for years on the indies, it was Pac, mm-hmm. and then suddenly he's like, no, I'm Pac now. Like, there's two Pac, two Pac, two whatever. Whatever. Uh, I think he's got to win. Um, I do too. Just because he's, uh... He's clearly, they've set it up so far, like, he's not losing in matches. I don't think they're going to have Hangman Page be the guy that beats him. I, I know those guys all love Hangman. I don't see it yet. And the, the, they're slowly telling a story with Hangman. Um, if you know, oh. Like, he was nowhere to be found during that brawl last night. Right. Um, the stuff on BTE where he just, he feels... Uh, rightly or wrongly, he feels isolated from the rest of the group right. because the rest of the group are all EVPs of the company. Yep. Um, they're they're going on a journey with him, mm-hmm. um, and I think for for that to to continue, he's got to lose. He's got to continue to hit hit rock bottom. Yep. Um, so yeah, I agree. Uh, Pack's gonna win that match. Um, Young Bucks for uh, Santana and Ortiz. Um, I think the Bucks are untouchable, uh, and and I think Santana and Ortiz need the win coming in. They're you know, I think they, no, they had a match a couple weeks ago on TV, but their first like marquee yeah match. I think they need the win. Low key, this could be the match of the night. Oh, totally. Um, I I think I I think they'll get the win. They'll get it probably under. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Guevara gets involved, and and mm-hmm. um. And this is going to lead into my thoughts for the main event. Gets involved and screws, and just just does something to throw off the Bucks, so the Bucks mm-hmm. lose. The Bucks still have a bitch about how they because they can't keep losing to every decent team they run into at the either. You know they they've true they lost a private party. Um, they're supposed to be the best tag team in the world. They talk about it every time they come out. Jr. is always like, oh, my pound for pound, my money. They're the yeah. best team in the world. Well, you keep losing matches that doesn't. But they also can't tell the same story with the Bucks that they're telling mm-hmm. with Kenny and and uh, and Paige too. Mm-hmm. So uh, that being said, like I said, I think this could it has the potential to be the best match of the night because I mean the Bucks are machines out there and LAX has always been really good. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really looking forward to that match. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna skip the lights out match because I think that's actually gonna be the last match of the night. Um, so I'll save that for the end. Okay. Um, well, because how you, you're going to turn the lights out and then put it, turn them back on in the middle of the show. Look, we've talked about this. The, like, the, the but, lights but, out, But I see, get that, it. that adds to, like, aside from the fact that you're you're killing the gimmick by, by doing it so often, like, if you put it in the middle of the show, then it's, uh, it, anyways. I get it. Let's just talk about it now, then. Uh, Moxley versus Omega. Uh, it doesn't count. 
Um, so it could really go either way. I mean, they could hand Omega another loss because it's not going to hurt him in the standings. Uh, or they could have him win because it's not really going to help him. In the, like, I don't know. Uh, they're going to kill each other. That's all I know. That's I, all I, I think Moxley about. needs the win. I think he does too, but seeing as it doesn't count, what does it really hurt him to lose? Yeah, it, 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 well, it's not going to quote-unquote hurt either one of them to lose. Um, but if you're going to build Moxley as a psychopath that is capable of all this destruction, mm-hmm. you put him in one of these kind of matches, he should probably, mm-hmm. probably win it. Unless, like, he does something absolutely insane and it's, you know... He set it up to try to kill Omega, and he fell on his face and went through... Oh, so he does a Jeff Hardy? Six flaming tables with (laughs) light bulbs and thumbtacks, and then the Fiend impales him Mm -hmm. with a uh, mallet. Mm. Because that's a thing. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I think think Moxley's going to win. I think he needs to win, and I think it'll also add to the tension between Paige and and Omega. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can add to like they're both on kind of these losing streaks and they're mm-hmm. both kind of having these problems and mm-hmm. they're trying to get off the schneid when Paige right. uh, inevitably turns on mm-hmm. the elite right which is going to happen yeah mm-hmm. yep I agree um uh, tag team title match we just talked about a little bit SCU Lucha Brothers private party SCU they better like if, if you're gonna put the tag titles on them they better not flip the belt two weeks. The belts two weeks later. I agree. I agree. Uh, especially if you're doing it on like when you could have just done this match on pay per view. Right. Yep. So. Uh, then the women's title: Riho versus Emi Sakura. Again, I don't see any point in take. You know, even though I don't think she's that great, but I don't see a point in taking it off Riho right now. Right. So. Especially for a a an aging Japanese wrestler that no in one Freddie Mercury cosplay. Yeah, that no one really. <laughs> right. No, from one Japanese wrestler to no one knows to another, right? Was it Freddie Mercury or was that George from the Beatles on the Sgt. Pepper's? <laughs> it could go. I I assumed it was because uh, I the mustache. I assumed Freddie Mercury. So I thought it was George from I the get, the Sgt. Pepper. I guess it could go either way. Uh, but no, because it was the yellow jacket with the white pants. The the Sgt. Pepper costumes were were you. Uni- Look, I know about rock bands and their costumes. I, I, I get it. <laughs> when when the wrestling barometer was tuning in with me last night, and she goes, what the hell is that? I go, I think she's supposed to be George from the Beatles on the Sgt. Pepper's uh, album. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways. Um, what they should do is just play like 20 minutes of that album in the arena instead of have that match mm-hmm. on the pay-per-view. It would probably be a better... Right, right. Uh, and then the uh, the world championship, uh, Jericho versus Cody, sixty minute time limit, three judges if it goes the full sixty. If Cody loses, he how many more stipulations can we throw on this match? Yeah, here okay. So I here's my problem with the if Cody loses, he can't challenge for the title. Um, conventional uh, wisdom f- through years of watching WWE, which is I mean. Um, it kind of telegraphs that Cody's going to win, wouldn't you think? Like that? No. No, because conventional wisdom in pro wrestling is whenever they do the someone loses, they retire. They're just coming back in six weeks. Right. I just I don't know. Um, I just think it's again uh, a, a booking themselves in a little bit of a corner. I, I I don't think so. I think 
because you you have done it on this show where you're like, I don't like the idea of Cody getting the first title shot because he's got the EVP tag and all that. Um, I think it, it addresses a legitimate concern from people in a storyline way mm-hmm. that long term, if it's right for him to win the belt, it'll build organically. And if it's not right, then they don't run into the whole like, well, he just gave himself the belt because he's an, an EVP. Because what I think is going to happen is, I mentioned earlier, Guevara is, mm-hmm. the inner circle is going to run, may, like, create havoc all night. That just, there's going to be some sort of schmas in this match. I think this is where MJF turns on Cody. I think this is where, um, because they've, they've hinted at it twice now already. And MJF is always by Cody's side in all this. Um, the, the motivation for turning on Cody or whatever um, was going to always be a little weak, but if MJF can turn on Cody and make sure he never gets the world title again or a shot at it, I think that is a a big enough screw job that it would make sense Um, because then you have something to do with Cody for several weeks uh, feuding uh, with MJF. We've talked about how MJF is already kind of borderlining on the, he's so good, mm-hmm. people love him, but he's supposed to be a bad guy. Well, how do you do it? You just mentioned it. Cody might be the biggest baby face in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. That's how you get MJF his heat back, mm-hmm. and he can really start to ramp up what he does, because I know he's wrapping up with MLW, and he's got some indie things he's been trying to mm-hmm. to finish up. So I, would th- I, I think MJF is going to screw Cody. I don't know if he joins the inner circle. But I think he's he's going to be the the reason why Cody loses, or it could be it could be a, a an accidental he meant to help Cody and he cost him the title. Um, I just think there's too much of MJF being around this for it not to happen. Maybe I just look. I I think if you're going, if you're building to a hangman turn, like I don't think you should do the an MJF turn and a hangman turn like that close together. Well, you wouldn't have to do the hangman turn right away. Yeah, but even, like, you can't drag it out for too much longer either. I'm sure you can. Mm. Yeah, because they, they got a new baby face coming in in about, what, six weeks? When Marty Skrull debuts. Because you know, like, his contract ends in, like, two weeks. Right. He's not re-signing with Ring of Honor. They get, like, 300 people a night at their right. shows now. He's coming to AEW. And it would make perfect sense for Marty to be the... You turn to your blood, and they mm-hmm. bring him in to help with the elite or whatever, and then that's maybe that's right. the catalyst for right. Um, for uh, sorry, folks, Chris's TV just turned on the Kelly Clarkson show, and yeah. now he's kicking stuff over in the living room. It's it's a hot mess in here. I I'm sorry. Um, I just I don't know. Um, like look, Jericho's too valuable as a champion right now. So I I agree. Obviously, yeah. you like. A huge mistake to take it off mm-hmm. of him at this point. I just think, um, especially if you do the MGF turn, there's enough to keep Cody occupied for the next however long uh, without that would keep him away from the title picture without having to add this stipulation that you're going to have to to work to overturn later if if the the situation calls for it. Um. 
maybe, but a, a, a storyline I've wanted to see for years in wrestling. I thought they should have done it when when Joe or when Angle debuted in TNA, and they uh, they immediately had him wrestle Samoa Joe. Uh, and then they they wrestled like three more times in like a four month span. Like they killed the angle like, mm-hmm. right away. I've I've wanted to see for a very long time a baby face um, uh, lose a match and he's never going to get another shot at this person again. Uh, and then some through some weird way, either winning the Royal Rumble or or whatever, uh, they automatically get a shot at this guy who's the champion that they're not allowed to go after. And then you've got an override on the stipulation, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, if if Cody um, Cody loses, he's not allowed to challenge for the title again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what if down the road Cody's in the middle of a feud and whomever he's feuding with uh, happens to win the title and they've already got a contract signed for the match, it can't be broken, whatever. Or just organically, I'm sure they're going to come up with their own version of like the winner of this match gets a world title shot, no questions mm-hmm. asked. You don't do it in six months. I would wait years. Like, I would wait until next All Out or, or whatever. Um, so that, like I said, the build and the desire for Cody to win the title is organic. And people are clamoring for him to win the, get his title shot. As opposed to right now where when they announced it, everyone was kind of like, well, he's the EVP. Why would they give him that match? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Sort of thing. I just think it's an unnecessary club to take out of your bag right now. Like, right off the bat. Like, like if this was... I, I don't know. It just... To me, it, when you've already got, you know, the time limit and the judges and, and all that added into this... Oh, I agree that they have way too many stipulations. I, again, like... You, you can do an MJF feud. Uh, you can do him and... Like, you can do so many things to keep him away from the title if you don't want him in the title picture without, like, preordaining it. Like, because if, like, to me, like, going by your scenario, if he's not allowed to challenge for the title, he shouldn't be in any in any kind of match where the reward is an automatic title shot to begin with. Eh. I, I, but again, this is where storytelling comes in. And if it's organic and the audience is clamoring for it, you find a way... To tell the story a better way, or or shit, he could be he could just make a heel turn, you know, if he's it, down the road if they wanted to play that card. I, I just I like that right now they're addressing kind of the elephant in the room with him, and you've talked about how he's he's doing too much of the Triple H stuff. This kind of nixes that for the time being. I guess I. If you just go out and lose, like it's then it goes away. Like you don't have to add. Like all you have to do is go out and lose this one, and then it doesn't. Like then all that goes away. Yeah. And it just I don't know. I you're just I, you're I, just adding to your 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 uh your burden your storytelling burden later on down the line if you want to give put the title. I, I don't think so because they just they just keep him away from the title at that point. And who says he needs to be around the title? There's a reason for it at that point, and if if it's the result of someone turning on him, there's more stakes to it. It's not just like, well, you cost me a title match, I can go back and get it. Like, you didn't just cost me a title match, you cost me it for the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. I guess. Mm-hmm. We'll see. They could just give him a briefcase. He 
He could just win a briefcase with a contract in it and cash it in whenever he wants. Again, if he's not allowed to challenge for the title, he shouldn't be in any kind of match like that. But whatever. I digress. WWE has done these. This is your last title shot things all the time. And then they're in the Royal Rumble or Money in the Bank, whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be the alternative and not do that kind of thing. Well, we don't. We're talking about hypotheticals. We don't even know if they're going to do it yet. I, bottom line, I like that. Like they have too many stipulations. It shouldn't be with all the judges and sixty-minute time limit and all that. Um, but I like that they added this element to the story. So, and Jer- it means Jericho's going to keep the belt for a while, and lay champion will be a thing. I love that Jim Ross gets it wrong like every yeah. single time. Well, champion. Or L champion he called <laughs> yeah. him one time. Like it's it's perfect. I like I just Her. love it. Her. Yeah. I yeah. I <laughs> I know you haven't you haven't really checked out his podcast with Conrad. He he goes off like especially the last couple weeks he goes off the rails at times. Uh, Conrad calls it him getting a case of the red ass. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm. So great. You have to tell me about it off air. Cause, yeah. 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 Uh, I, aside from that, any, any major, you know what? I didn't even, I didn't even put two and two together. Um, Marty could already be off of his ring of honor deal. I saw something, uh, no, someone asked, supposed to be late November, but someone asked, and I, and I know, especially this week, really, his credibility comes into question at times. Someone tweeted uh, Meltzer asking whether it would be possible, you know, it was a possibility that he would be at full gear. And he said, no, it was like the 20-something, like the 23rd or whatever, when his contract is actually up. Maybe. So. Maybe. But, again, this week hasn't exactly been a banner week for Mr. Meltzer, so. Yeah, right. Uh so if Marty's not there, do you think there's any other surprise or? No, hmm. no, I don't think so. Fair enough. I I think I think the MJF turn is going to be the big, big deal. Could be. So, yeah. either way, I'm excited. Oh, one quick thing uh, from the that I did, forgot to mention from the from the Cody promo. At the end of the promo, he says he mentions uh, the match beyond. Yeah, which was always the nickname. Uh, of war games. Now they can't use war games because sure. WWE, you know, bought the rights from MLW uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Whenever they started doing war games, but they could come up with a war games type match, uh, pitting the elite and the inner circle against each other. I'm all about that. I'm all anything that involves gang warfare. I'm all about. Like I no I I love factions what and I love when factions fight each other it's what fantastic. what if the winner of the match beyond is the one who gets the world title shot like well uh, then Cody shouldn't be eligible if he loses to Jericho Jesus Christ sure uh, did you notice this week that they finally addressed the the issue with the tag team matches you have a ten count and and they eight. said that at double or nothing and it doesn't mean anything because they don't referees discretion. At least they did a better job they of did distracting much, the referees when there was interference this week. They, well, and they did a much better job, too, of the referees utilizing a 10 count mm-hmm. instead of the 5. So, yeah. I, I, did, uh, I did appreciate that. Yeah, good. They should. 
it, if they do do the match beyond, they should call it the Games of War mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. go from there. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, whatever. Make it make it a triple ring cage or four rings or whatever. I'd be all about four rings yes. making one massive ring. <laughs> yes. Just absolute ridiculousness. Yes. A big 40 by 40. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do ring a ring on top of a ring. <laughs> all right. We're off the rails now. <laughs> uh, and you... the top one be inverted. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll put a cage on top of that one. <laughs> exactly. And we'll throw David Arquette off of it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I will be watching the pay-per-view live. You will not see it. I will not. You disgust me. Whatever. Yeah. I'll be having a great time. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I forget your blue chew. I Pervert. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, uh, anything else? I don't think so. Yeah, we went pretty long this week. Uh, First time in my life I've said that. Uh, Until next week, guys. See ya.